0: Hi everyone, Sarah here, and welcome to the Q&A for Season 1
1: of Superstition. I'll let the cast say hi. I'm Kira Apple. I play Jack St. James, local fraud. Miscreant. Town troublemaker.
2: I'm Amanda Rainey, and I play Kate Millay,
3: local missing person. My name is Natalie Hunter, and I play Jenny Millay, local librarian.
4: So we're just going to go with the Malays. I'm Simon Malay, uh, played by DJ Niece. That's me. Um, yeah, and lovely time. So,
5: And I'm Alex Galegos, Tom Madrazo, a cop.
6: I'm Jory Taylor, and I play Izzy, local bartender who's tired of your shit. <laughs>
0: and I'm Sarah Kolb, and I'm the writer and creator. Um, so first question, I, this is a question I wrote, and I just want to know from all of you, what your first impression of the character you play was and then now that we've done 10 episodes over several months what your impressions are
1: now i think when it started i thought jack was i mean these are true of her i think she's wry she's selfish she's detached but i think over the course of recording the show i came to realize that she's she's really not detached she's really painfully attached i think and She feels everything really deeply, and that's why she chooses to keep her distance. So, Mm -hmm. and I think we see that in, like, she sympathizes with Jenny, right, and wants to help her. And she sympathizes with Simon, and wants to help him, or, like, understands him, and there's really no reason she should want that. Uh, They're not very much like her, um, especially given the events of season one. Uh, There's no reason for her to sympathize with Simon, but she, she does, somehow. So... I don't know. There were times where I'd have a line and I'd be like, ugh, please stop being so thoughtless. Or like, Izzy is clearly annoyed with you. Like, stop. Um, but that's, mm-hmm. that's so her. I mean, that's just very much in her, she's very much in her own mind. Um, but I do think she, she feels other people's pain really uh, deeply and that's why yeah. she has to completely cut it off and act totally. like it doesn't hurt her at all and act like she doesn't.
4: Uh, li- listeners, I need you to know that Kira has a giant poster of a Muppet Christmas Carol um, right right behind her. You can that see that um, is awesome. that is painfully you all, important. You all need to know this. Yeah. It's,
1: uh, it's only my favorite <laughs> movie. That was a Christmas gift one year. It's a real, wow. it's a real pre-release
3: poster, too. <laughs> Who wants to go next? I'll jump in. Why not? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about this on the way back. I just came back from brunch and was telling people what I was doing um, and, you know, describing jenny and the show to them and i've noticed that i describe her differently now um when i started when i kind of got cast and when i started reading the scripts and reading about jenny um i was describing her as kind of like the local neurotic librarian who's really worried about her sister understandably um and is kind of overbearing and i think she's she's had some of those layers kind of peeled back and uh, revealed parts of herself. Uh, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to give away spoilers for anybody who hasn't finished I think the season. We're assuming. Yet. We're assuming that, that they know. To this what's, happened, okay. Know that, that um happened, yeah. I think it's. I think it's interesting that you know she is revealed to have, be quite proficient with a BB gun and is like not afraid to walk into the house or sort of has has um, a kind of inner strength that she doesn't always show. Uh, and a determination to do what she has to do to, you know, help find Kate uh, and to get answers that she's looking for. Uh, and I think at first for me it kind of came off as overbearing, and then it sort of morphed into something that's really uh, an interesting kind of determination and and willfulness to be the person to protect the people that she cares about. So uh, that was really interesting to kind of find the. The less sort of uh, anxious and and overthinking things side of Jenny. So, yeah.
2: Here, I'll, I'll follow her up. We can go on
1: our Malay pattern again. Let's do some sisters. Yes.
6: The Malay lines, right. if you
1: will. Oh, that was, hold on, hold on. one <laughs> minute to appreciate that it was, very, it was an very excellent. good
0: punch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, So when I
2: first found out about Kate, I think how I described her to people kind of did her a disservice, because I was like, well, you know, you know how, you know, there's that like three minutes at the beginning of a, you know, CSI episode, and then the person goes missing? I'm that girl. (laughs) Like, you know, I read more about her as the (laughs) season went on, I kind of got the idea, okay, she's... She's flighty. She's kind of goofy. I already liked her from her, from the first intro that Sarah wrote, because she's kind of a mess, which, which I enjoy. I think everyone like. I've absolutely been in a horrifying situation, like humming Veggie Tales to myself, (laughs) like you know, like trying not to lose my shit. Like I sympathize with that. And then now that we've reached the End of the season, I'm kinda of like, no, it's not well, yeah, she's flighty, but it's not because she's not smart. She's trying to figure stuff out. And then we find out this stuff like she sees things. Like, no wonder she's been looking into weird stuff her whole life. Like, you know, it all it it makes sense. And then like she saw some dark <laughs> shit. And I love the similarities that we end up seeing between her and her sister that weren't like immediately apparent mm. the first time through. Mm-hmm. Like they both had that determination and that like It doesn't matter if they were chill a second ago, something went down and it's, like, it's over now.
0: Like, one of the first things Amanda asked me was, so is she dead? And I'd be like, (laughs) no! She's not! (laughs) She's like, I'm not that kind of writer.
2: No, no, that's better, that's better. We didn't fridge anyone, you
0: know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Except for Jack's dad, but (laughs) it's fine. fine.
4: (laughs) Uh, we're going with the Malay line, I hear. So, there we go. Uh, uh, so, I'm up next. Um, so, when I first got cast as the part of Simon, I had to text several of my old high school friends because my most famous D&D nice. character's name was Simon. Uh-huh. And so, I was just like, I just I just can't get away from this name. So, so uh, like, this just is just something you. I'm doing. <laughs> in my, like, stalking me is what it's doing. So, that was lovely. That's um, funny. But, but, when it came to the character... I was just like, okay, he's he's kind of a loudmouth, you know, quick temper that way. I, I talked to Sarah earlier on. I, I was I knew I was going to be the villain that way. Um, I... Yeah, so it was just one of those things like, okay, I can do that. I can do angry. I can do build. That's fine. As I read the scripts, though, what I kept coming back to, um, which I think is a testament mm-hmm. to the character and the writing, is that he's he's just sad. I actually think he's just sad because when I think about... The, we all know people who have um they, they want to do great things in their life and they they some people feel like they're destined for great things in their life and how sad is it that the the thing that he's chosen okay. for or that he's doing that has to be so great is actually this horrific thing yeah and you can't he can't even enjoy like finally he's like i'm important somehow because i think that's what he was he's been searching for his entire life is just i want to feel important. Yeah, um, and, it's and the finally the yeah. thing he's important he's important about is this, mm-hmm. and so I just kept I just I just came back to like it's just sad, so that's how my uh, perspective changed on the character from the beginning. It'd be like <laughs> loud, drunk, obnoxious, yeah. done. <laughs> so all right, not a problem here. So
0: I asked you to play this character, and actually, it's a completely different character than the like, very brief description <laughs> that I gave out. And you were like, "All right, a villain. I'm on it. Let's do it." Which was delightful, you know, because there could be someone who's like, uh, no, actually I'm not going to be okay with that. And you were totally down, which was great. Well,
4: thank you. Yeah, I, I actually was so excited because I hadn't played a villain in about a decade. <laughs> it had been about a decade since I played a villain. Oh, so okay. so I was like, I was thrilled. I was just like, let's do this. <laughs> so.
3: That was funny.
2: You know, I just uh, realized that I just, I just listened to one of the episodes when um, Jack was saying like what do you guys do? Like sacrifice a kid every summer or whatever? And like just realize yeah. that's legit mm-hmm. what he was doing. Like, yeah, that's, a little bit. that's genuinely what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> that was his cosmic destiny. At least he believes it is. That's so sad. Or maybe
1: maybe Jack brought it
5: into being. Oh damn it, Jack. <laughs> Jack damn it, American Jack. Gods. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <Damn> it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Before this we are
2: sacrificing puppies hanging.
4: This is Mr. Henselman out there. Uh, it's all coming together. Um, where's where's my notebook? Where's my book? Sarah, Sarah, now we have At Neil himself you can tag. Uh, so I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're we, we, we gonna we gonna yeah, make, drop, make some So you know who's a big influence on my character was Bill Gates. Uh, oh, Bill my Gates God. is huge. Please. Um yeah. I was inspired by him. Oh. okay.
0: Uh, some real Elon Musk energy there.
6: Mm. We're on question one, and we're 20 minutes.
4: We yeah. We're 20 minutes in. Though. Yeah, okay.
0: and we're not even so, done. Y'all, y'all, we're on question one. I want to Alex and to We're question <laughs> one. Our terrible twins or mm-hmm, double mm-hmm, trouble mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. I still, I have to think of a name for, like, the three of them. The three pals, and I... You know, it's like the Scooby gang, but that's not Uh, what what I, exactly what I want to call it. Yeah, I
6: think when I first saw (laughs) Izzy, like the the description of Izzy that you gave, I was like, okay, so you have to try your damnedest not to play this stoic, (laughs) (laughs) because that's the worst. (laughs) Um, But that was kind of like, like not necessarily a stoic vibe, but like a hard ass (laughs) vibe is kind of what I got at first. And then... I got the script for the first episode. I was like, okay, not not a hard ass, <laughs> a bastard.
2: <laughs> Strong bastard
6: energy. Oh, yeah. Okay.
5: That's so real.
6: That, that I am infinitely Such more Such a fine line. That I am infinitely more familiar with. <laughs> like, I realized after being in this show, like, God, every character plays. a I want to play someone that's not a bastard someday <laughs> um, but in all seriousness I think one of the things that really like stuck out to me at first was I, I thought of Izzy as kind of like an outsider on purpose mm-hmm. like very purposefully staying outside of all of it like as a the neutral third party in any of the shit that's happening just like you, you have your shit, and I have my shit, and my shit stays in my little bubble, and I'm not gonna let anyone else touch mm-hmm. it. And you have your shit, and I, that's thirty miles away from me. <laughs> uh, if it gets one mile closer, yeah, I'm I will scream. Getting out of
0: town. <laughs>
6: um, but I, I saw that as a very purposeful decision on her part, and I think as the season progressed, it kind of hurt to realize that it was not purposeful. Mm. Like, she, she is not an outsider because she wants to be, it's just kind of like Mm -hmm. what she has accepted Mm -hmm. for herself. Uh, like, yep, this is, this is what I deal with, and I've got this one person that I'm kind of, like, chill with, and everybody else. Shit, okay. (laughs) And now I've got two, so that's fun. (laughs) What does that mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I just like I think that was one of the biggest changes for me was seeing that her not being in on it was not a decision. It was something that happened to Mm -hmm. her.
1: And there's a lot we don't know about her yet that we're getting. Oh yeah, and I'm (laughs)
6: very, I'm very excited to find out.
1: I really love uh, that you said that, Jory, because I feel like thinking of Izzy in that way makes her and Jack even better foils for one another because they're both outsiders, but mm-hmm. Jack is constantly putting herself where she's not wanted and trying to make herself a part of something that she maybe isn't a part of. And through mm-hmm. that becomes a part of it. Right. Or, or, you know, kind of mm-hmm. carves a hole. And then Izzy desperately wants to be a part of it. Um, uh, mm-hmm. m- maybe not desperately, but, but, uh, does just want to belong and have a place But um, through circumstance Mm. uh, and through, uh, I think, just the way the community is, for sure, uh, isn't able to be in that, Mm -hmm. be a part of it in the way that she wants to.
0: And I think they're both people who put up fronts for that reason, which they have in common, which means that they bump those fronts (laughs) into each other a lot, which is fun to write and fun to act out, I think.
6: is definitely like. Bastard is front. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, it's a... It's like a burn mm. marshmallow yes. of a person. <laughs> Except the burn layer goes down really <laughs> far. She's
0: image. squishy way down in the inside. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's like that cinnamon roll meme.
4: Looks like they could kill you uh-huh. with actually a cinnamon. This podcast <laughs> sp- sponsored by Cinnabon.
3: Cinnabon? Nice yeah. Uh,
4: yeah.
0: That's, so that's, true. yeah so, that's what's going on there.
5: You know, let's see. For me, well, I think my very first impression after I read the first script you know we have that very first conversation where uh Jack and Jenny are talking about um Jenny's missing sister and and it was like oh is is he is he trying to cover something up is he like you know you don't really know where he stands and so i just i read the first script and i shot an email back and i was like so Hey, quick question: Am I like the villain and/or killer and/or <laughs> leader of a conspiracy? You know, just asking for a friend. Oh. Um, and, uh, um, and like the very first uh, mental glimpse that I I got was like, if you've ever seen Veronica Mars, the the new sheriff that's that's like, you know, like. Kind of a jerk. It was like, oh, cool, I'm that guy. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> uh, so that, just based on that very uh, first like two minutes that that he's on screen, I was like, oh, okay, got it. Um <laughs> But uh, I, I kind of think that I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that might have been kind of the uh, the idea is, you know, people kind of show up uh characters throughout the course of the first season and it's like are they trustworthy are they not trustworthy and so that's kind of part of the thing um but then you you kind of find out throughout the course of the whole first season you know he goes from being um, the same thing as some of the other characters there's kind of this mask that they put on for everybody else and it's this okay these are the facts this is the way things are um you know very very by the book um and which you kind of have to do in law enforcement anyway but then when you find out some more of his backstory it's like yeah obviously no wonder you're that way because it's like just you know what focus on on the things that You can understand and can write down in a notebook because oh my god, there is there is some shit happening out there and and he's kinda like an ostrich just burying his head in the sand. Just just like whatever whatever like yeah, I yeah I understand there's you know, Cthulhu or whatever. (laughs) I will deal with it later. But you are parked next to a fire hydrant, and we're just going to... We are going to mm-hmm. deal with that, because that is a concrete fact, and then... And then maybe uh-huh. we can deal
4: with that? Yeah.
5: Maybe. Um, and, but... Um, Just as you kind of started to find out about everything else that uh, he had going on, Um, and as he uh, interacts with the other characters and kind of starts to open up to some of those other experiences, that was just really fun to uh, get a chance to... um... Be a little more vulnerable with everybody else, and I'm excited to see what comes next for him
0: mm-hmm. too. He's not villainous; he's just neurotic.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is a boy scout. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah, one of Pretty so cool. yes. when I like sent character descriptions over to my yes. best friend, it's the description I got Tom was, I oh, he probably tucks his shirts into his jeans, which is just like a very like I don't know exactly what he looks like, but that's how he dresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Can I just say, like, one of my favorite things about your character was, we were talking about writing little things in his notebook, is when he's taking that phone call about the chupacabra. And, like, he did legitimately write it down in his notebook, though. Like, he's saying, like, chupacabras aren't real, but no. He went ahead and wrote down the description. He could have just doodled, but no. He took it serious to a degree. Like... (laughs)
3: Yeah. <laughs> he did right, his due exactly. diligence.
2: Like, you don't believe but, it. the
3: rules you
0: have to follow. I just love that little detail. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, uh-huh. you're right. I'm yes. a pretty neurotic person, yeah. so everyone that I exactly. write has got a little yeah. bit of that going on. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's
3: interesting, too, mm-hmm. Alex, you were saying that, um, you know, it slowly kind of revealed all the stuff that he has going on up here, and he's just, like, not dealing with it. I think. <laughs> going back to that first scene when Jenny kind of calls him on it and is like you should understand uh, I think it it makes even more sense why he's like nope this has to just be like something normal this has to this can't be this weird thing because uh, it's yeah. just like it's a direct kind of replication of what happened with him so I think it's it's interesting mm-hmm. to re-listen to that scene knowing kind of what all is happening up and up where he's not dealing with it <laughs> Um, uh-huh. Yep, and and realize like, like this is just how he's coping with it is, is by not. <laughs> it's just by yeah. making it be normal, like Jenny's thinking, you know, somebody took Kate, it's not good, you should understand this, and Alex is like, No or Alex Tom <laughs> Alex's voice. Uh uh. Uh-huh. And Tom is like, Well maybe she
0: just went to Flagstaff, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So the next question I had on the list, someone wanted to know about the process of creating podcast conversations when we're all over the place geographically. So none of us are in the same state. One of us is actually in a different country. And I I mean I'm not acting. I'm just like phoning in and being like, "All right, guys, let's yeah. like see what you got." Um, so I'm curious how that experience was. <laughs> we so we do I mean, think look at each other. Yeah. We all see each other in a screen
6: right now, which I presume Mostly helps that's... I think mean... Sarah, mostly that's it you. <laughs> because I've, I've done, um, audio drama both ways where we record together as a, three ways, I guess, record together as a group, record together over vid chat and do mm-hmm. lines separately and then just all send them in. Mm-hmm. And the scheduling is the worst and the, <laughs> like doing it over either voice or video is, in my opinion, like one of the best ways to do it. And... Mm-hmm. That's all scheduling.
4: So that's all yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> that has right. nothing to do with us. Now, the the more difficult seems like when we have the bar fight. You know, I don't <sighs> normally have a bar fight on the phone with someone. Um, I, I I I do that down the road. You know, yeah, yeah. I I, really I, I I get into my own <laughs> bar fights down the road. It's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so. Um, Um, so those, those are a little more difficult because you're just kind of like, I'm just going to give you some grunting and I'm hoping you're using this for the fight scene and not for anything else and, uh, and going on. Um, but the, the rest of the time, the rest of the time, it's just, we're having conversations just like we've been doing our entire lives without being seen by the other person on the phone. So
5: you know i think about the line where um <clears throat> that jenny and tom have together um you know where jenny has to ask mm-hmm. him out because he's a coward and <laughs> did it
0: jenny uh-
5: uh-huh Two of them. someone Perfect. gave me the
0: compliment they're like you made me care about some heterosexuals and i was like that's my goal <laughs> <laughs> gotta be really good heterosexuals nice. for them to <laughs> uh,
1: they, they deserve they deserve pity they deserve
5: sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
1: They're real people, too. Mostly.
5: But I don't know how uh, recording that was for you, but for me, that was perfect because I was able to, like, you know, do, like, perfect eye contact, exactly, and it was, like, we're doing that across countries, and, and, yeah. And, like,
2: if I can give a shout-out to Sarah really fast, Um, she does a great job with the sound design, like, making it sound Mm -hmm. like there's an actual environment Mm -hmm. we're all in together. Like, that Mm -hmm. does so much. Like, yeah. Shout out to
1: you, Sarah. Yeah. I was just resist- listening to the whole series in preparation for today. And just even the first scene of the first episode, not ep zero, but ep one, where Kate's in the desert. And it just, there's such a soundscape there. Like, you can hear everything. Mm-hmm. You can hear the gravel, her breathing, the, the night sounds. I mean, it's just, it creates such a, a soundscape. Yeah. Uh, and it's so immersive. Woo. So
0: well, yes. good. Because I spent... A lot of it's time recording yeah. like yeah, say, stuff it. on my back patio <laughs> and myself walking in my driveway because there's a lot of nighttime sound and a lot of that stuff. Baby. Yeah. So next,
1: Sarah, next season you'll tonight. have to work in like a specifically a corgi barking character, you know?
0: Because <laughs> I got loads of that. Yeah, you need a hawk screeching. Go. I got one.
6: I can give you yeah. ominous thumping.
0: <laughs> Perfect, because <laughs> we got ominous thumps. See, so we the all show. have some
1: strange sound to contribute.
0: <laughs> uh, you can do a lot with like being clever uh, with your use of free downloadable sounds too, and layering them, and, mm. and and like that's a lot of what that was. I think I'm gonna try doing more of my own recording as we go and some of this was but some of it was also like well, i need like a creepy monster sound <laughs> yes Let's, like instead of you just like, Rah, Rah, <laughs> <laughs> which i mean now that that's not
1: terrifying you know this kind of exactly transitions us into that to. question eight the, the mm-hmm. voices in the desert
0: yeah so the question is someone this is m my pal m on twitter asked one of my favorite parts of the season was all of the spooky voices in the desert, the glimpses of things to come, and the sudden tilt into the bizarre. So I would be interested to know, you know, like as someone who's voice acting, when you get handed some stuff where it's like, all right, this is just mm. getting a little weird now, what that's like. Because for me, it's just like, I'm just going to throw a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff together until it sounds weird and we'll see what happens. Yep. And
5: I read a I lot think of Stephen King before as a kid. That's where I'm at least
1: I'm pretty <laughs> sure we all did those separate, the voices. The, the Jack who is not Jack... And I think mm-hmm. when we had talked beforehand, it should sound like Jack's worst nightmare. Trying to think about, like, what sort of personality or what sort of voice would really haunt Jack. Uh, so, I, I remember thinking, like, well, it would be somebody who was condescending to her, first off. because uh, I think she would hate that. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. in, like, a position of authority who had knowledge that she didn't have. She would hate that. Um... Uh, But then at the same time, this voice isn't just like being nasty to her. It's like voicing her greatest fears that she's unlovable, that she's losing her mind Mm -hmm. and that she's foolish or stupid um, in general. And also just for hoping that there's going to be like Mm -hmm. a better outcome to all of this or like there's going to be a happy ending at the end or any ending. And so I think that's kind of what I thought about as I did that voice, I don't know if everyone kind
0: of in the roster of who's here right now had this, but a lot of you guys had some stuff where it was like, this is just by yourself and it's some weird, spooky. So, like, all of Simon's journal entries where I know you like paste back and forth to do like paste back you, and forth, and his never house know to that stuff from If me. it's good
4: or not, is don't, because no one's giving you feedback. And so you're sitting there and, uh, you know, I did several different takes. Uh, Some of it was pacing. Some of it was just sitting at my computer. Some of it, you know, and like, you're like, well, I hope one of these is good. And you send it off and and you're like, let me know when you need seven more because they all might be crap. I don't know. So the the uncertainty. Uh, I am. uh, I'm a desperate for attention. And so being alone (laughs) in a room wasn't good for me. so, So
0: and Alex did a lot of like. Tom talking to the ghost of his brother stuff. And then someone specifically wanted to know about writing and recording when Izzy is talking about that really <laughs> terrifying uh, event. I think it's in the fifth episode of where she's talking about puking up the oh, hair. Oh, yeah, that was a... Which I felt so bad, like making you record that, um, and you were just like, yeah, "Oh, it was bye. very fun."
6: Please don't feel bad. That was probably the most fun I've had
0: recording. Oh, good. Okay, so now you know it's coming. All of the weird scenes freaked
3: me out because I'm a big baby. But that Ooh. scene definitely really like I was like tense. And my shoulders are like up to my ears right now, and that's how <laughs> I was when I was listening to it. I was like, "Oh God." Oh no! I knew this was coming, well, but oh god!
0: Exactly how I wanted it to
3: feel. Yeah. yeah.
6: I think weren't for the puking up hair stories specifically, wasn't I recording? I
0: think so. Yeah. yeah, but that was like a big. So that was
6: monologue for that
0: character. Yep. Yeah, who, you weren't alone. It not someone who a easier because I was mm-hmm. with
6: y'all for that, but it was just kind of getting into that mm-hmm. headspace of like, okay, this is a traumatic, fucked up thing that happened and also no one will believe you <laughs> if you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, there are there are things in your mm-hmm. life that are like traumatic, fucked up things that no one will believe you if you tell them about it. So it was getting into that headspace and then just being like, okay, and now you do that with your <laughs> voice.
0: <laughs> and you do it so well.
5: <laughs> well, first of all, let me say, one of my Favorite things um, As I started to get more in Starting with the scene in the desert And then um, as as Tom Continued to have voices in his head is like every time i would read through and get a new line and there would be an apology um before my line that was great It's like sorry alex and it was like oh it's just oh that's so sweet and and it was never necessary because it was always a joy to do it was always fun but yeah especially doing the uh, the desert scene it was like Still wasn't sure a hundred percent what was going on there yet. Um, you'd given me the the character background, um, but it was like you know, is that the same in the desert? Is that the same as as what's normally going on, or is this something more sinister? So it was like, so I went like, I think I gave you like three different takes with that one that was like you know just like yeah i'm i'm your i'm your old brother i think i gave you one where i went like really dark and and like incredibly evil (laughs) with (laughs) it and and just and there was one that was like uh, i think middle of the road that i was just like you know well how, how would John Delancey read this on Star Trek and um, and then yeah as I started to get to do more of those I also have to say Tom gets to start like the monologue um, by himself and and just like like you were saying you know being alone in a room um, I got an infinite amount of appreciation (laughs) um uh for your work uh doing all the monologues um for for jack Uh, no kidding yeah Yeah. because i i probably agonized over every section of that thing i was like oh this has got to be this has got to be perfect because i know how how much the monologues kind of drive the story here and i was like i got got some pretty big shoes to fill i was like "Mm, no wait a minute that doesn't sound quite right. Let me let me do that again.
1: Yeah, I always do them in beats and paragraphs, but then you run into that problem of my voice quality sounds different in this paragraph than in the first paragraph. It's ten minutes later. My vocal cords are more supple, so I need to like recreate that sound. You know. Hey. Uh, so no, I uh, yes, I uh, we are in the same boat. Sympathy for monologuers. Uh, fist bump. <laughs>
5: That would have been a really good way to do it as opposed to what I did, which was, oh, mate, I plugged a word there. Well, <clears throat> 15 minutes, all over
1: you. Oh, no, you did a whole <laughs> new take. Oh, oh Alex, oh, I'm no. so sorry.
5: In retrospect, I probably should have asked you for advice at the time, so.
0: I love writing monologues, so I'm sure you're going to be- What better way to learn options. than uh,
1: through the
5: while away way for future um, reference? <laughs> he,
4: he tucks his shirt into his jeans.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, the, my favorite audiophile, and there are many favorites, um, yep. but the favorite one was first episode from Amanda, who we had just met, and she sent me an audio file that was literally just her screaming <laughs> into the microphone, and that's all it was, and it was just, like, shrieks, shrieks for, like... For days. 45 seconds it was so
2: hard it was surprisingly hard to do shrieking it's hard like I had to look look up how to do it because it's
1: like you think so (laughs) the answer is (laughs) yes
2: Are my neighbors
1: going to think I'm getting murdered? And i (laughs) I warned everybody in the
6: house beforehand. Every single time you're going to
1: exactly, and we'll see. My neighbors are
2: my
0: 80 year old grandparents, (laughs) so (laughs) oh no, so they are going to think you're getting murdered.
2: No, I did. I had to look up how to how to do without blowing up the audio, and then like it turns out that if you take in a breath beforehand, your your screaming Mm. doesn't sound authentic (laughs) because your vocal cords are relaxed, Mm. which like isn't what Mm. happens when normally you have to scream. Interesting. Cause you're, you're not expecting it you don't get to like yeah. <gasps> beforehand yeah. you just, it just comes yeah, out, I, yeah there's a science to it who knew like those slasher <laughs> horror films i have a new appreciation for those characters who just screaming and murders. sarah like, let's test you know, this man, theory i want you to
4: write a line or two next season that's just um her screaming yeah. grandpa no grandpa grandpa <laughs> screaming and just see and just see if they ignore it. I'm
0: going to find out if your grandparents really love you. <laughs> yeah. She told us not to go show up in, arm. but
1: it's so specific. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Um, what are other questions? Anything else on this list that you guys particularly want to talk about? What's Jack's beef with cults? I mean, I know, that's Keira, what's question Jack's question for beef you. With I, cults? Jack, Jack watched Riverdale and I oh, just like Kira. <laughs> um,
1: uh, hmm... I-
0: Jack's beef with cults uh, is that it's organized. I don't know. The, it just it started as a gag and then it was funny if I had and then to it just kept writing Literary, you al-
1: analyze it, right? Jack's Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. That's about questioning and fighting back, you know, and, <laughs> and kind of challenging your God and the scriptures and saying like, "Hey, what is this shit?" And cults are like literally the opposite of that, you know, nod and and say yes and do it.
2: Ooh, I love that. Yeah,
1: it's a much
0: more well thought answer. Yeah than mine <laughs> one yes. thing i want to make sure they're we
1: talk, talk about before true. we do kind of the outro you know what's coming next mm-hmm. stuff is is the, <laughs> the secondary storyline because mm-hmm. sam and oliver is 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 oh. personally my favorite part yeah. of the show i, I oh think in part because i'm I have nothing yeah. to do with it. hands off so i can be i can be a true fan <laughs> you don't have to do it anymore. right i can be a listener i don't know what's coming i don't know how to mm-hmm. do it and it's a completely different world in some ways.
4: That's uh, so, why, uh, that's why it was my least favorite part. I had mm-hmm. nothing to do with it, and so uh... Uh,
3: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I would like know. to talk about question twelve, mm-hmm. which is: Do you ever get sad about Sam Saint James and have to read some Whitman and lie down about it? Yes. Asking mm-hmm, for nice a friend, question. and definitely not me. Uh,
6: I don't know who sent that in. Definitely my favorite question on the Q and I don't
3: know who sent that in, but <laughs> that is all. That huge is definitely mood. yeah
6: <laughs> the biggest mood. <laughs> Mood. Read some Whitman and Ash lie down. Mood. That's the mood.
0: That is mm-hmm. the thank you. Mood. That's the 2019. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. that's what's up. Everyone just read <laughs> some Whitman and lie down. That's Sam all Saint you can Jean. do. <laughs> Poor guy. I don't want to canonify what the ending is or what happens, but there are three versions of it in my head. One of them is happy. One of them is sad. and One of them is weird.
1: Can it can it be mm-hmm. kind yeah. of like one and three together?
0: Could we go happy weird? No, they're like. One of them is like he's dead, one of them is like he's not dead, one ghost,
3: of them is like ghost eh, ghost, no. ghost, exactly.
6: ghost, ghost.
3: Uh, uh the so. second the second kind of mm. Sam and Oliver centric mm. episode that you did I listened to when my parents were in town. Uh, my mom who is our podcast number one fan, I think. Your mom is our podcast number one fan. <laughs> Hi mom, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah, your mom will listen to this. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for, for sure. Tweeting it out. Um, for sure. Oh, she's oh, great. a fan, we love that. She's wonderful. And I was like almost yeah. crying on the couch. I just feel so much about them.
0: <laughs> uh, I debated putting it. Like, I ended up obviously going with it, but I went back and forth a lot because I f- I was worried about killing yeah. my gays a little bit. Um, yeah. But then the trade off being like. Mm. There are these other characters that like have this burgeoning romance, and that's maybe there's some like balance where if your gay characters only mm-hmm. only get unhappy endings, and that's a problem. But obviously, that's not true yeah. for everybody. So that was I feel a little guilt in my soul about it, but also that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> well, just like day. Jack, uh, I
1: am pretending <laughs> to hold out hope <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> yeah, the happy is the one that they we eventually they get. do fine. Yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah. It's maybe. fine, maybe. <laughs> no, it's the weird one because that's that's the kind of writer that I am. But yeah. my favorite trope is people who get separated through circumstance and are reunited many years later. So love
5: it. Mm. Yeah. Just
0: that out there.
5: Hashtag keep superstition mm. weird.
3: <laughs> we yeah.
5: Bumper stickers. I don't
3: yeah. think I don't think superstition. Don't superstition those bumper sticker weird. stickers. I think. Please, <laughs> Jenny's gonna start printing, like, please make my
0: decision
6: less weird. For sure. <laughs> so, Sarah, the, uh, the second most important question on here. Any uh, teasers for two? Yeah. Um. Yeah?
0: So, the first season, we were really kind of following the primary storyline. And so, we're like in the universe, and I want to broaden everything now that we kind of have an understanding of how the mechanics work and a base level understanding of the characters. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that we're gonna find out about. Jack and Jack's family, and there's going to be reckoning with the realization we get with Tom. We're going to get into Izzy's backstory, which I'm really excited to write, which just never really seemed to fit, because she is a mm-hmm. character with a wall, and I just felt like you really had to like take time to break that through, but that's coming. It's going to be more episodic, with some kind of the establishment of the Jack St. James detective agency, where people are going to bring some weirdness and have kind of an episode or two episode mm-hmm. little arcs, which I think will let you know, we can kind of play with some different genre and do some things that are funny and some things that are sad in different uh, ways. I will be
1: writing um, the musical, musical episode.
5: Musical <laughs> musical episode.
0: To to wrap up that question, so I'm, we're introducing some new characters. We're gonna get learn a lot more about the people who live in the town. There have been a couple of characters who've been name dropped in the first season that I'm really excited to introduce, and we're starting to talk about doing some casting there, which I'm really excited about, which is mm-hmm. nothing's confirmed yet,
1: but there's some pretty exciting things moving. Can I, so can I ask a question ahead, really uh, since you it. mentioned name dropping characters, um, uh-huh. is, is there any chance we're going to meet the young man who runs errands for Duncan and Ben? Yeah, so I was just re-listening really to know, obviously the the season in advance of this. Well, and he's that's, like, is it, I, has that young man crashed the car about, but again? I'm... And I was like, who is this weirdo? Like, who is this kid? Like, driving <laughs> stuff anyway? He? I kind of want to meet this guy. Is all I'm saying. Me
6: too, I love the hymn.
1: <laughs> okay, he's just he's
0: having trouble. One
2: thing you know, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing. in and season two is
0: um, Jack living with yeah
1: oh yes Yes. oh yes the four people who are
0: kind of in burgeoning romantic relationships (laughs) awkwardly (laughs) encountering each other in the kitchen and being like the the odd
3: couple (laughs) running into each other in the kitchen is very good amazing to me
0: (laughs) oh my god Um, (laughs) hysterical totally (laughs) just (laughs) both of them being like well i didn't see you in terms of characters being opposite of each (laughs) other they are
1: like (laughs) at the
5: opposite Everything. It's very Listen, good. on the scale it's so of Izzy the Jack. Where does the character follow in the Superstition scale? Better. This Twitter account that I follow uh called at Pod Superstition uh, a couple of days ago um, <laughs> asked a question, said uh, actually said, what I've got many time? a thought on writing Annoying Ladies that someone should ask me about sometime. <laughs> and I thought, I know there'll be a time about uh, um um asking questions point. sometime soon.
0: Well, so it, it came up because someone gave the show a compliment because Jack is kind of obnoxious and that's a character archetype we don't often see in women because it's kind of a turnoff um which is really the whole impetus in where this project started was wondering if i give someone who's a gal a lot of the traits that you see in sort of yeah. male mm-hmm. private eye characters what does that look like, and how does she feel, and is she different, and are people gonna just like completely hate her?
1: Uh, well, I'll put a little more specific wrinkle on it. Are there any obnoxious women that inspired that in your life, in in Jack? literature, um, in whatever? She's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. she's like Veronica
0: Mars. Oh, she's Eleanor sure Shellstrop she from The Good Place. She's Jessica Jones. <laughs> she's kind of me. I mean, in a lot of that, like like a lot of the stuff that goes on her head is stuff that I think. And it's kind of nice to have a mm-hmm. character who just is unafraid to say that shit um, and be funny and kind of comedic and kind of crass and not dinged for it. Yeah. Oh, and she's also, yeah. I've said this on Twitter, but she's David oh, yes. and Stevie from uh, Shit's Creek. Yes. Yes. They're terrible, baby. She, absolutely That's who she is, is. <laughs> from Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah, so I've got one final question for all of you, because I know some of you have some cool <laughs> stuff happening in your own creative product projects and so I want to know what's something that you're working on or that you may have just released very recently <laughs> in the last week or two uh, that you're excited to share
2: um, Well I'm working on another podcast right now called And uh, it's And195 that's A and D 195 and it's about a, cool. a non-binary that's protagonist who who likes marathons and has this terrible habit of getting lost. So and then whenever they awesome. do, they end up in an alternate dimension. Nice. Sweet. So <laughs> you know that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And um I do a few of the minor character oh, voices gosh. and intro and stuff, but I'm awesome. helping with sound design. Cool. That's fun.
4: The second season of Lonesome Pine podcast launched this past week. Um we're getting it's it's great. I have a lot of fun with it. It's out there. Everyone, listen. It's at lonesomepinepodcast.com or anywhere where Ooh. you listen to your shows. And speaking of which, why don't we uh, take a moment to talk about stamps.com? While we're here.
5: Not um, until they pay. Let's just take a moment. Uh, and my bomb I, um, I need to, um, I need to
6: uh, go pick up my blue apron box for tonight. Yeah.
5: I'm
0: sorry. We make sure you get some blue bottle coffee while you're at it.
6: There you uh, go, there you go, you need it. Pairing with this dinner is a Lovely Ball from Wink, (laughs) W-I-N-C.
2: Being lost in the desert sure was hard, thank goodness for my bombus socks.
4: When I'm sitting behind bars, just thinking about what I could have done to my nieces. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm in hell now.
6: The bit bit has gone too far. We're done
4: with this bit. Are we done with this bit? (laughs)
0: I think we we listen to a lot of podcasts, oh, yeah.
1: guys. I'll, I'll go really quick. It's not a podcast, but um, just to let people know, um, I am I'm a PhD student. I'm actually an all but dissertated PhD uh, candidate, uh, which means I'm currently working on my dissertation. And the reason that I bring it up in this context is that my dissertation is on the theme of belonging in audio fantasy fiction, audio drama. And the attendant listening cultures. So That's, um, it, within exciting. the next year, uh, there's going to be a document Excellent. out there that you know kind of uh, investigates specifically fantasy fiction. I mean, I do a little Wendy bit of tapping into sci-fi as well. Nice. But, um, uh, uh, there's going to cool. be an actual dissertation Sick. at the college level uh, on on audio audio drama, Oops. and I will and I will hopefully defend that and become
4: amazing. a
6: doctor. It's amazing. So. Uh, I'm part of a lot of other uh, podcasting projects just in general. If you go to Delta Jory on Twitter, uh, you can find me, and then from there I've got a link to all of the stuff that I'm a part of, but the thing that I want to draw attention to is I'm also creating an audio drama called Internal Headache. Uh, uh, You can find it at Internal Pod. On Twitter or internal headache Um or through the Gooseunder Podcast Network. Um, and it is an exploration of uh, demons, both personal and literal alike, as we follow Clyde as uh, Z go through Z goes through uh, Zer first round of therapy, and then things happen. A lot of things happen, and depending on what this comes out, I might still be looking for folks to write on that because, um, unlike Sarah, I can't do everything under the sun. <laughs> um, and I got incredibly <laughs> overwhelmed just writing two scripts. <laughs> um, Oh yeah.
0: It's so uh, much work, man. So, so I'm work. divvying
6: out <laughs> stuff to like people just, that just want to do one or two episodes. Um, the deadline is like mid to late April. Uh, For those episodes, like, 500 words minimum.
0: It's a cool project. Thank you so much for listening to our Q&A, and thank you for listening to Season 1 of the show. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at PodSuperstition. Also, all members of the cast are on Twitter, too, and they're wonderful and great and working on some really fantastic projects, so make sure you follow them if you don't already. Most importantly you can support the show on Patreon, get early access to episodes when we release them, and a behind-the-scenes look at things like director's notes and character playlists like what songs by the Mountain Goats make me think of Sam St. James. Your support allows me to pay this incredible cast for their hard work and talent. If you're already supporting us, thank you, and if not, get on board. Wait, so we should probably do like a buy everybody thing and then... Yeah, what are we
1: saying? Yeah.
4: Thanks for listening. Goodbye. I'm feeling anxious about it. I feel like we're gonna like, rip something into space-time continue and do this. Is this channel? like
1: everybody jumping up and down at the same time on the Earth's <laughs> crust? <laughs> Alright, you ready? So we're really saying bye, everybody? Alright. Three, two, one. Okay. Goodbye! Bye, everybody! <laughs> thanks
2: for listening, everybody!
0: <laughs> it was atrocious. We'll see you Next the time. whole <laughs> podcast
3: <laughs> cheers one brain cell.
0: <laughs> bye! I have the brain cell right now.
3: <laughs>
0: See ya.